The following is designed to entertain and inform, not provide medical advice. Always consult your doctor before starting any treatment. Spire. Welcome back to the Kidney Stone Diet Podcast, the show about reducing your kidney stone risk and living your best life. I'm your host and fellow student, Jeff Saris. And I'm Jill Harris, your kidney stone prevention nurse. We're back at it today. We're recording this on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So maybe a little bit of a food hangover for me. I don't know about you, but... (laughs) I have to say, I don't overeat on Thanksgiving. I'm somebody, and everyone's like, I'm shutting it off right now, this stupid show. Good for you, girl. You didn't overeat. Glad (laughs) you didn't. I don't because I can't stand feeling ridiculously full. I just hate it. So I just hate that feeling. And it ruins my whole night. So I'm just like, and with all my stomach issues, truly what I ate, I had some turkey. What was my side? And a salad. I didn't Uh eat stuffing. I didn't, I just don't eat any. That's just real simple. And there was pies and this and that. And I did taste a little bit, but I didn't even have a slice or anything. And so I understand I'm not making any new friends by divulging that information. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, when you have a lot of bowel issues and all my, uh, my bowel friends out there, uh, they'll understand. You just don't want to be, you don't want to be sick. So you're just, it really motivates you to stay compliant and eat normal portions of things. And you know what I mean? So that's why too. But mm-hmm. I have to say, I've never been a fan of overeating because I, I don't like feeling full. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, I have that. to admit but, that that yeah. is me. I definitely uh, engorge a little bit. Like, and it's so funny because it was just my parents and Amara, so just the four of us, and they all had one plate. They were done, and I'm like going back for my third. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> no, but see, I always tell patients, and I always tell people I work with, it's okay. So I, I spent a lot of time on social media and t- uh, and emailing uh, the last several. Uh, days because people are they just get very and in the group calls they get very anxious right before thanksgiving uh, i'm just gonna go i'm not gonna eat anything you know because jill i'm and this is what people say i'm really anxious about the oxalate in in my food and i also know i'm going over my aunt's house and she everything has salt and sugar and i'm petrified and i'm not being dramatic i'm telling you what people say and i tell everybody it's just one meal i hope you have aunt irene's pumpkin pie you get it once a year please enjoy that nobody makes a kidney stone on thanksgiving evening nobody does that and your stones if you currently have them they're not going to get bigger i so promise you All I ask people to do is get right back on track. And what people do is they indulge over Thanksgiving and then they just sail through the whole holiday season overeating because they're like, screw it now. I already did this for Thanksgiving and Christmas is right around the corner or Hanukkah is coming up. It's like the hell with it. I'm just going to eat what I want. January 1st, I'll go on my diet. I mean, you can set your damn clock to it, people. You can set your clock to it. Everyone's going to go on their diet January 1st. Research shows the time between... Was that Finn? Me, Finn? Did you hear him? <laughs> I yeah. did. He, I, he's already like, I'm bored. we got hours of recording. <laughs> Halloween to January 1st is when most people gain their annual weight. The problem is, here's what I hear. 
Jill, I, ever since I turned 60, I can't lose weight. Well, that's because you never lost the weight from January, from last year. And now it's another December and you gain more weight, more weight, more weight. And you get so overwhelmed with the weight gain that you just give up, right? And you just chalk it up to old age. I'm just old now. I gain weight. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. So, so these 60 days between Halloween and New Year's Day are not throwaway days. There's six days that are holidays. A few more if you're celebrating Hanukkah. But there's no need to throw away all these days. Have a good time those six days. And you don't have to, by the way, if you don't want to, like me. But if you want to, have a good time. Enjoy the special holiday fair. It's your culture. It's your tradition. It's really important. Food is supposed to also be enjoyable. Because the more we deprive ourselves, the more we want that stuff. Come on. What am I, a genius? That would be no. So enjoy yourself. It's Friday after Thanksgiving, like Jeff said. Get back to work. Then you don't feel bad. And the reason I say that is because your, your confidence will go right back up. Instead of beating yourself up and then making yourself feel better with leftover turkey stuffing and all the things in the pie, uh, get right back to work. Give the leftovers away to all the people that come. Right, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, that's all sure. we got to do. Uh -huh. Well, yeah, because we're looking at long-term. We're not worried about short-term as much. This is long-term habits rather than short-term decisions. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So what all do you right. say we dive into this week's question? It's a listener question, and it's around, um, can we eat brown rice with kidney okay. stones? Okay. Hi, this is Julie, and I'm looking at a package of the Arrowhead Mills um, puffed rice cereal, and it's the brown rice cereal. And I was just curious as the to the oxalate content of that. Um, I can't no longer find just the plain white rice that's puffed. Mm -hmm. I know that would be definitely lower in oxalates. So whenever you get a chance, I would like to find out that information on how much is in the puffed brown rice cereal. Thank you. Puffed. So Harvard. I use the Harvard list. People in the kidney stone world tend to use the Harvard list. It's been around forever. And because of that, they haven't studied a lot of the newer foods. I don't know. I think the food industry knows that we customers think brown rice is you know, healthier than white rice. So now they're making their puffed items like uh, rice cakes and stuff with brown rice. And so they will be higher in oxalate. Julie's asking how much higher. I don't know, girl. Uh, but this is how I would figure it out if I were you. And if you went in my cupboard right now, you would see rice cakes that are made with brown rice. Now, so what I do is I look, as soon as I started hearing the question, I pulled up the oxalate list at kidneystonediet.com. You can find the oxalate list. You can type in a food and it will come right up. So go to kidneystonediet.com to find your oxalate list. So brown rice flour, if I type in rice on the search the oxalate list at kidneystonediet.com, I put rice in the hoosie in the search bar. And so it tells me brown rice flour, for one cup is 65 milligrams of oxalate. So that's high. Most of us get 100 milligrams of oxalate a day unless a, diet, uh, uh, a doctor has told you otherwise. We go with 100. 
And so if you're having a cup of brown rice, there's 65 bucks coming out of your bank account. Uh, that's brown rice flour, excuse me. If you're just having brown rice, 24 milligrams for a cup, okay? So people, you could still have brown rice if you want it. It does have a little bit more fiber than white rice. So, you know, it's overall a little bit healthier. White rice uh, for one cup has four milligrams of oxalate. It also, the Harvard List did study puffed rice. It says one cup, two milligrams, most likely. I'm going to think that's white puffed rice. That's what I'm going to assume because that's back in the 80s, a long time ago. So how, how much, Julie's like, Jill, just get to the question. I, I don't, hold on, Julie, brown. So how much is your puffed rice made with brown flour? It's going to be higher. How much higher? If you want that puffed rice cereal, I would have it. I just would. Because brown rice cooked is 24 milligrams for a cup. So watch your portion size on these things. I have those rice cakes and I put uh, whatever I want on it. You know, sometimes I make a turkey sandwich out of it. Whatever, whatever I'm doing with those rice cakes. Sometimes I put Greek yogurt on it. I know they're higher, but I'm not eating 10 rice cakes. I'm having one rice cake and I'm moving the hell on, even if I am making a sandwich out of it. Because again, I love crunch. That's what I'm after. So if you want that cereal, Julie, I would certainly have it. If we're going to estimate, sometimes I just make it up. And I always estimate on the higher side. Maybe that's like, I don't know, 10 to 15 milligrams of oxalate. I would think that's on the higher side, okay? Because those puffs rice are going to be a little bigger than just brown rice cooked. You know, it's going to be puffed. So it's bigger. It's going to take up more room. Um, so I would estimate around 15 milligrams. I think that would be on the higher side. And if you're having it with milk or a plant milk that has calcium in it, I mean, you know, perfect, right? Because maybe you're going to sprinkle it on yogurt. Maybe you're a crunchy gal like me. Perfect. Okay. So there's many different ways to skin a cat to lower the oxalate. I'm not worried about it. Have that as a portion size. Know that you're eating a little bit higher oxalate, maybe 15 milligrams tops, but you're pairing it with calcium. I'm not worried about it. I hope that makes sense. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good estimate too, because just looking at the white rice cooked versus puffed being yeah. four to two, it, it would make sense that 24 milligrams down to that like 10 to 15 is a good uh, guesstimate. But yeah, like nothing is, we're not precise here because everything is uh, always going to be a little in flux. Like maybe this rice has a little more, maybe this rice has a little less, but that's why uh, it's a framework rather than a specific, really tight calculation of every meal. Yeah, I like that you're saying it is a framework. I find that students and patients, they really want to get to the nitty gritty about oxalate. And honestly, when you're now, since most any nobody got their calcium beforehand, now that people are getting their calcium needs met, oxalate just really falls to the wayside. Of course, I don't want you eating spinach every day and almonds again. But I'm just telling you, the combination of taking a couple of really high foods away that are high in oxalate, watching your portion sizes on everything you eat, as we should be anyway, portion, not perfection, right? And getting your calcium needs met... People don't have oxalate problems anymore unless they suffer from malabsorption issues. So please, 
enjoy. Julie, have that if you're having that for breakfast. It's absolutely fine. Also, another way to do it, if it does make you nervous, have it three days a week instead of seven days a week for breakfast, right? So mix up your foods too, people. Don't eat the same breakfast every day. We have a whole meal plan that you can get at kidneystonediet.com. I don't know. There's hundreds of recipes in that thing that gives you ideas for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sorry, you hear a buzzer because people are coming in and the apartment they're obviously coming back from thanksgiving uh vacation yeah but yeah i mean that is the framework that we have for kidney stone diet meal plans is to showcase how much you can eat and how you're able to not you don't have to give up as many things but you can find all of that at kidneystonediet.com along with all the free resources the blog the weekly email newsletter the kidney stone diet prevention group just absolutely everything and the course deep dive into what yeah. we talk about here where you're able to go on a self-guided journey through really learning everything you need to know about reducing your kidney stone risk. So, And also, uh -huh. you know, I, probably by the time this airs, we're going to have just the group calls now. There's a community of people that want to lose weight. They want the accountability. And you can sign up for the just the group calls. They're no longer attached to the kidney stone prevention course. So it's a separate service. And it's you're going to love it. It's a family of support that's going to help you get through the goals of the kidney stone diet. You can certainly talk about oxalate there. Bring all your questions in for me. I lead the group, uh, but we are a family there. We all talk about very personal things, and it's a wonderful support group. If you're somebody who really wants to understand the kidney stone diet and keep compliant with it long term, because these changes, folks, take a minute. Don't let the diet industry think this is changing you're changing this overnight it takes a few months six months i always tell people six months to a year to really create a lifestyle is what i see in my experience so yeah the group calls with jill are pretty friggin' amazing yeah so you can again find all of that at kidneystonediet.com and thank you julie again for your question the number if you have a question is 773-789-8763 or you can send a voice memo to podcast at kidneystonediet.com so thanks again for everyone who's tuned in, who's liked, subscribed, give a little thumbs up, and for sharing these episodes. It really means a lot. We want to reach as many people as we can. So we appreciate each and every one of you. And I think with that, we will wrap for this week. So thanks, Julie. See you all next time.